0: Hello fellow riders! This is your host Rusty James. It is Monday, October twenty-six, two 2015, and this is The Ride. Well, good morning everybody. I am off to work. Exciting day. Monday morning, off to work. And I can honestly say I'm looking forward to it. Why is that? Because maybe for a long time I didn't. And now I recognize some uh, some of God's provision and His hand in uh, where I am at this point. So if you're having a hard time getting to work this morning, remember what God has brought you through to get you to where you're at today. And... Be reminded that He will get you through what you're going through. If you got a project that's due this week, as I kind of do, if you have a project due this week, I just lift up your situation before the Lord right now and ask for the wisdom of God to pour on you, to give you insight, to give you a single-mindedness toward getting that thing done. God knows it's important. So I just lift up your situation right now in the name of Jesus and declare good things, good things. So I was reading Proverbs 26 today. As you know, I sometimes do that. And Proverbs 26 is uh, talking about fools and sluggards and those who speak and gossip and do those things. And something struck me really strongly in that. Let me pull it up here. I have it uh, right here, right before my very eyes. Like a maniac shooting flaming arrows of death is one who deceives their neighbor and says, I was only joking. Ow yeah let's not be deceivers i mean we do that all the time Well, i mean i guess a joke is a joke and maybe we need to read that in the sense that you know if you're really deceiving somebody and then later come back on your words and turn about uh Somewhere in there it talks about the words of a fool or words of a gossip or like a hinged door, I think. It it goes back, back and forth, that kind of thing. You want your words to be true. Don't we? Don't we want our words to be true? Don't we want to be counted on as someone who speaks the truth? Is that not what Jesus did? And are we not to be like him? throw a bunch of knots in there to confuse you. (laughs) Work out the math. You can get it. We're to be like Jesus. We're to speak the truth. Obviously, we can joke around and, you know, joking is permissible. I actually think that God has a sense of humor. Otherwise, he wouldn't have created us the crazies that we are who love humor. You can have humor and still be speaking the truth. I believe that if you speak the truth, you're going to be in good shape, even though it may look like you're losing out. And I'm going to give you an example. This is not really to make me look good, but this is one of my examples I know of. And I was buying. How was this was this was a house. No, I'm sorry. It was land. I bought some land once upon a time. And I noticed. I like to look at the uh, you know the the cost sheet to make sure everything is on the up and up. And I, you may have heard me talk about this once or twice before. On a few occasions I've actually found errors. And one time that I'm thinking of it was in my favor and you know, I, I caught them on it and it got corrected and that was cool. But in this particular time when I was buying this land, I was looking through it and I found an error very much to my favor and i had and this is not like somebody forgetting to give you the right change at the at the grocery store you know where you where you have that little angel and demon on your shoulders trying to tell you what you should do with somebody's mistake whether you should be good and be truthful or whether you should take the money and run kind of thing this was not small change, people. Thousands of dollars. And you know, when, you, when you're buying something like that size, you know, the numbers can get lost all in this big sheet. And I found that the taxes hadn't been correctly determined and I was getting a really big benefit. Thousands of dollars of benefit. And I had a choice to make, and uh it's not like I knew the people I was buying it from, so they could really appreciate me and you know pay me back down the road. you know, as far as I knew, once this deal was done, you know, I'd never see them again, and I haven't. I've not seen them again. Well, I did tell them that there was a mistake, they did correct it. And, you know, it's not like I took a hit. I paid the fair price. What didn't happen was I didn't get an unfair advantage. So the question is, well, someone in a situation like that, is that the right thing to do? I I say it is the right thing to do, to be honest and truthful. And God recognizes that. Now, did I have... Tough financial straits since that point? Yeah, at times we all do. And would I have had a better financial stand if I had taken that money and ran? I would say no. Because you know what? That's sin. And you know what sin breeds? It breeds death. And that kind of behavior repeats itself. And it just is a bed that's fertile for growing death. I'm telling you right now. I wanna be on the side of life. And that's the side of truth. And you know, just so you know, I haven't always been that straight shooter. And there's times that we all blow it, okay? But I wanna encourage you, Having gone through that, I, I want to say it was like four to five thousand dollars. so it was not small change. And do I regret it? Not one bit. I can honestly tell you, I do not regret it one bit because I believe that I did the right thing and because I did the right thing, I think God counted me faithful in that. And he counts people faithful if they're doing the right thing. Do you know what happens when he counts people faithful? They get more to be faithful with. And I'm not saying more cash, necessarily. I'm saying more responsibility. More honor. More, uh, more um, potential for being able to speak the truth to a larger audience. That type of thing. Ultimately, the gospel of the Lord is to go forth. And we're to be part of it. I want to be counted faithful. I want to be counted faithful. So here's our challenge today. When you say something, let it be truthful. Let it be truthful and let it be full of the grace of God. Truth with grace. Hey honey, do my pants look good on me? <laughs> Remember, Truth with grace. I'm not even going to answer that one. You got to figure it out yourselves. Honey, do you think my turquoise fingernail polish goes really good with my plum shirt? Speak truth with grace. You cannot go wrong. <laughs> Last night we had our fearless group. We were talking about the fear of man. So I'm going to turn that on its head a little bit. I mean, obviously we kind of know the fear of man and making decisions so that those around us... I mean, if you have the fear of man, you'll make decisions so that those around you will have an opinion of you that you can live with, that you want them to have. But having a fear of God is a much better place it breeds life instead of death because when you try to please other people you're essentially placing them on a throne in your life and you become a servant to that master it's better that we serve the Lord and we were never meant to be masters of people we're to be servants in in royal in the royal family we're we're servants to others. But the fear of man, I want to turn on its head a minute. You know, mankind includes men and women. So when I say man, I'm talking about both genders here. But fear of man, do you suppose that maybe you might make decisions, and you're not necessarily making a decision to please some other man, but you're trying to please your own? man in a sense you have put your place put yourself on your own throne and you are wanting to please your own man rather than god so this example where somebody finds themselves if they don't tell the truth when they're doing this real estate deal they could stand to gain some money some ill-gotten gain And if they don't say anything, it'll go through and they'll be ahead. And they could say, you know what? I'm worried about what this man is gonna say about it if I tell the truth. So I'm gonna please this man, this man, this selfish man. I'm gonna be a people pleaser. It just happens to be that I'm the people. You get that? That's still evil. I don't wanna be a people pleaser, even if that people is me. I want to be a God-pleaser, because I know it will go well for me when I'm obeying God. How do I know? Well, one, he's told me that it would. Two, I believe what he's told me because I believe he is truth and he cannot lie. Three, I have experience that tells me that things go well for me when I'm obedient. Four, when I live in truth and do the right thing to people. I believe that an honor is bestowed upon me by that other person and I would rather have honor than dishonor from those around me four or five whatever it is when I'm operating in that kind of God like honor I believe that other people around me who would otherwise not listen to what I say are going to be interested in what I say and my opinion and maybe even ask for my opinion about certain situations that people find themselves in. Six, so that I can share the gospel and the good news of a God who has brought me to a place of honor and truthfulness. Seven, and on and on. I don't think I can lose if I tell the truth in grace and Am obedient to God in fact I know that I can't lose I know that I've already kind of won in fact I have already won but if I dabble in untruths and gossips and wildly shooting these flaming death arrows like the Proverbs talks about I'm just bringing death into a situation I'm bringing dishonor to myself to my God my witness is shot And then I become like all the other guys and gals who get slammed for their hypocritical stance as a Christian. Let me rephrase that. In their hypocritical stance, acting like a Christian. I think a Christian is one who is acting like Christ, who has consecrated themselves to Christ. We talked about consecration the other day, and it's not just thinking thinking yourself good enough or anything like that it's that's god already took care of that part it's whether or not we will go all in with god i think the church is full of people who want to do that and the church also has a lot of people who are quite content content being the active word here just coasting what does it mean to be a coasting christian you know, you know the price that was paid for you. you, you have accepted Christ into your heart. You understand that you are a new creation. And you have been endued with power from above, with the ability to make a difference even more than the early church disciples and apostles. And Jesus says you'll do even greater things than he did. And we have that authority and power today. We have the Holy Spirit active in our lives. What are we doing with it? Can I challenge us all? Those are, those are incredible, incredible gifts from on high. The gift of salvation. The gift of the Holy Spirit. Power of God. Those are given to us to activate. Why? Is it so that we can drive bigger cars and live in bigger houses and have more employees? I mean, come on. What's the reason here? The reason is so that that other person who doesn't know the Lord, kind of like you at one point in your life, could come to a realization that there is a God who loves them and can bring them to a place of life that they never knew existed. That's why. It's taken me many years to even be able to vocalize that, even though I knew it. I think the reason it took me so long is because I realized if I vocalized it, then I would be kind of held accountable to, to carrying out that mandate. Well that's our mandate. How do, you, how do you share the love of God with people? How do you share the gospel with somebody when they don't want it or don't know they need it? How do you do that? Well, you become someone of honor. So they trust you, so they do come to you and ask for your opinion in the situation that they really need a differing opinion. Maybe one that they realize is a life-filled one. As a Christian, you might be able to offer them a life-filled answer when all they've had is a death-filled life. Places of honor, people. We need to be seeking those things. I encourage us all, to be men and women of truth and honor. Find out how in the word of God, live in peace, pray for those who persecute you, and trust the Lord your God, that he will put you in places of honor as you live out speaking the truth in love with grace. All right? And I will see you on the flip.